fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Roundtable. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I'm the Clydesdale. And I am so honored and privileged to have with me a person I met three years ago and has three CrossFit Games championships under her belt, as well as five CrossFit Games podiums. Kelly Friel. Kelly, how are you? I'm good. How are you? How are you? I am great. Um, you are in Spain. Yes. And you are by, you are poolside for this I interview. I am by poolside. It is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we, um like early on when I did this podcast, we interviewed um, a master's athlete who was in Las Vegas and his phone overheated during the podcast. So then he held it in the freezer oh, no. to cool down <laughs> while we were doing some of the uh, ending parts of the podcast. But it was really funny. Uh, well, we're quite lucky because I'm under some shade, so and the sun's at the front of the house now, not the back. So it is a little bit cooler. I've got a bit of a bit of a breeze. Yeah, and it's evening time there, right? So yeah, it should be cooling down. Yes, gradually cooling. So I want to start with if people have not seen you. This is like your third or fourth time on the show now. Um, um, I think. Third, maybe third. Yeah. And so we met three years ago, grilling chicken and steaks um, <laughs> at, at a hotel in Madison. And um, you were so lovely. And it's so cool to have followed your career since then. Since that moment, you have done nothing but win. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You were my lucky streak. Yeah. I, I wanted to take credit. I, I probably <laughs> shouldn't. Um, but I wanted to, uh, I wanted to take credit for that, but I'm sure it's your talent and your fitness that has done that. Yeah. It's, um, obviously the first year that I met you, I didn't expect to walk away with a gold medal. And then three years later, um, I've done it again. And again, yeah, three times. Um, it's amazing. And this is your first year in the 45 to 49 year division. Mm-hmm. And you you really dominated the CrossFit Games. So in years past, you were in the in the age group with legends like Becca Voigt, Jen Ryan, all of those. And now you're kind of you've aged up, and you won six out of eight events at the CrossFit Games. Yeah. <laughs> what what is? And, and the battles you had in 40 to 44 were, were epic because mm-hmm. those girls are really, really good. I'm going to get into this a little bit later about how do we improve the, the age group divisions, but what does it feel like to dominate a CrossFit Games? To be honest, um, I didn't feel like I dominated as such. I know that it shows that I came uh first six times but the ladies in the 45 to 49 group definitely pushed me 
Um, Amy, who's new again, I believe, into the division. This is her first CrossFit Games. Um, she kept me on my toes a lot of the time, um, along with Laura Nielsen, who's been to the Games before. So she's competed in the 40 to 44 with me. So even though it looked as though I dominated, to me, it, you know, it felt like I gave it everything like I did in the 40 to 44. And it still felt like, to me, it was it was still tough. It wasn't easy. Well, I will I will disagree with you because you made it. <laughs> and I will point out a, a specific thing. But what surprised you most of, of the six wins you had? What's the one that, that kind of surprised you the most? Um, most probably the final event. Because um, gymnastics hasn't been a strength of mine in the past. Um, squat snatch with a dumbbell single arm, it's not... Well, I said to my coach, when was the last time we've done this movement? And he was like, I don't know. I don't think we've ever done it. Um so when I sort of like started warming up, my mobility on an overhead single arm is so different compared to a barbell overhead squat. Like I love an overhead squat, but when you give me a dumbbell, it feels completely different. So initially I was sort of like panicking about the bar muscle ups and then panicking about the um, squat snatches. But my coach was, you know, we had a little chat in the background of how I wanted to attack it and do I go smaller sets on my bar muscle ups. And he said, do you know what? Just go out and challenge yourself. You know, give yourself a bit of credit of how far that you have come on with your gymnastics and just go out and like you do on every event and enjoy it. Um, so when I held on, I think I held on for 12 bar muscle ups, I think it was. And then I came down and then I think, did two more sets, maybe like a three and a four or something like that. Um, and I came off and I was like, whoa, okay, I think I'm in fourth position. That sort of shocked me. And then from there, it was like slow and steady with the, with the dumbbells. And as I sort of attacked each section, um, I sort of could see I was getting closer and closer um, to the other athletes. So I was like, oh, okay, come on, you can push. And I think that most probably surprised me the most because I didn't expect to come. I was happy. My goal was to come top five in that. So to win it was um, a major, a major um, achievement. So the, the point that, that blew me away was events endure the Coliseum, which was the one right before that. Uh, the, um, the skier, the... echo bike double under that's my that's my jam <laughs> i love that here's why here's why it blew me away because i'm sitting in the coliseum for all of the different divisions and i think this is one mistake that crossfit made is the men and women went at the same time yeah. and in that yeah. event for most divisions the men almost all finished before one woman finished and I think it, it just highlighted the differences between the two too much. Yes. In your division, that didn't happen because you kept up with some of the men from your division. and But you were the only one in all the divisions I watched that were able to do that. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. 
I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Oh, no, I can't watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The oh, iPhone yeah. 4 hanging from the roof that made that impossible. Yeah. Um, but and that's where like I like my jaw was on the floor going, man, she is on a different level. And yeah, that may be your jam. But what you did in comparison to all the other divisions from the female perspective was massive. Oh, oh it's a shame I couldn't go. I mean, yeah, apart from the small camera ahead, you can you can sort of see. I know that one of my friends filmed it who was there. Um, and I think Castro media team posted a video, video. um, that I think I came off the last ski and I came to my double unders and when they sort of filmed the cross, it was just me in my lane. So that felt, um, that felt pretty good when I saw that, when, when the Castro media posted it. Yeah. You, I think you beat about four or five of the men. And in every other division, no woman beat any of the men. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was definitely um, awe-inspiring uh, when you did that. When I first met you, you were a strength athlete. That, that was your jam. Machines, barbells, you throw that down and Kelly's going to win. You've talked about your development of gymnastics. How much more well-rounded are you this year than you were in the past four years? Um, I feel like I am a lot more rounded. Like I've sort of worked on as much of the weaknesses. You know, I still have weaknesses, which as soon as I, so the day after the games, I was like to my coach, right, okay, this is what I want to work on. Boom, boom, boom. And I want to make sure that by next year, even though I feel better with things like my bar muscle-ups and my ring muscle-ups, they're still not quite where I want them to be. But I do feel that this year, whether it was because of the, the workouts and the programming, that I did feel a lot better um, rounded athlete this year. Yeah, and it showed because, and like we talked about earlier, Last year, you weren't in first until late into the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and then you kind of took over and, and won the, your division then. This year, it was wire to wire. Yeah, it was. Finish, you, were, you were there. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So because the coverage was so poor, and that's my words, not yours, I'm I will take the heat for whatever I say here. Um, how do you as an athlete go back and review what you've done and get better if you don't even have a way to see it? Now, hopefully, like you said, a friend videotaped you or whatever that you can do some stuff like that. But in years past, you would have had a broadcast to go back and look and see, ooh, that's where I, that's where I lost. That's where I won. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you do that after this year? I think it's really difficult because, like you said, in previous years, not that we've had the whole of our um, competition videoed. I think my first year, um, we might have had, like, I don't know, four workouts televised, and then obviously the others weren't. But with that, it just made people back at home being able to obviously watch because they're, you know, they're supporting you on your journey throughout the whole of, you know, 
your time that you're training in the box and you know they want to watch what you've been training for all year um but also i think like you said it's hard because we don't have anything to go back on and review the only thing that we can take away from that is by looking back at our times on like the leaderboard and maybe comparing it against like the younger division sometimes i do that just to see you know okay what was my 5k run thank goodness i wasn't in the 40 category this year <laughs> because they were super super fast even though the ladies in my category were but looking at some of their 5k times um and it's just really trying to remember in your head okay what happened in that particular workout and what happened on that because but then that's hard because you forget what happens sometimes um and it was like the sled workout back home obviously everyone saw the time and they're like great you're in first place and i'm like yeah but you didn't see what happened and they're like what do you mean and i said my sandbags come off the pig they fell off i was getting no reps obviously that sticks in my head but if you had that to go back and review on that's something where you could go oh okay maybe better placement of the sandbags would have been better you know if it was a lot closer um with the person next to me then that would have been crucial to the overall placing so that brings me to, uh, so i watched that event from the finish line um you you never lost your composure during <laughs> any of that it, at least visibly like to the outside eye it looked like you were just calm and cool. You you were very methodical moving down the the lane with your sled, going back, doing what you need to do, come back very methodical again. Is that something you have to work on to keep that composure throughout? Um, I don't really know. I mean, that workout hurt a lot in the heat. And I remember questioning myself on the first set of burpees when obviously my sandbags dropped off and thinking, oh my goodness, I've still got the walk around, the dummies, the row, the warbles, and actually I've got to come back on myself. And I'm thinking, how am I, how am I going to do this? Because actually I'm dying inside. And then all of a sudden something just clicks in my head and I think, well, if I'm hurting, so is everyone else. So I've just got to keep going and just keep ticking away. And again, you, you didn't start that event in first. It was, you were like in third or fourth yeah. and then just very methodically crept up and ended up, I think winning that event too, right? Uh, yes, that was a sled. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so that's got to be an awesome trait to have to not lose that composure during a competition. And it's, it's amazing to me that you have that because you really CrossFit is your only sports background. You didn't do sports younger. No, I mean, I always loved sport at school, but I never had a, if you want to say like a professional sporting background, like I didn't play hockey or football or um like swim it you know i didn't have a career in anything like that so yeah when when i found crossfit that's where it all began i guess which i think is so inspiring for so many people out there that see what you can do today um 
um, if they see you, you're much more inspirational and a much more inspirational story than someone that played sports and has done CrossFit since they were 16. You know, you found it later in life and you've become so successful at it in such a short amount of time. Let's hope it continues. <laughs> and, and let's be honest, like, and you've set an example because your kids are into fitness. You have set an example for them. Um, how important is that to you? It's really nice to see because I think as, you know, we can all sit on a, on a couch, on a settee and watch TV, play computer games all day. But I just think it's so important just to be active um just to be able to go out and ride a bike i mean since we've been here in spain we have been chilling out but we've played paddle we've got table tennis and we're all like right who's you know who's up for table tennis next who wants to play paddle um do you know what paddle is i think it's like your pickleball okay pickleball. i i guess that but uh it's like tennis but you've got like glass walls Okay. So like racquetball, I think as we call that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. um, yeah. And it, I think it's nice because, um, you know, they can put, pick their own avenue that they want to go down. I mean, Erin at the moment has picked weightlifting. So that's what, you know, she's not taken CrossFit. She's gone into weightlifting. But if she does decide to obviously take a step to CrossFit, she's got that sort of weightlifting background behind her. Yeah. So when you look back at your games, the only f finish outside of second uh, was the 5k. <laughs> it's, it's a monostructural event. Um, so it pretty much points out if you have a weakness, it's running. Well, do you know what? I thought that, but then I looked at my time. I know it wasn't quite 5k. I think on my watch, it was five it measured like 5.79, you know, and a few people were saying, well, mine uh, measured 5.69, but I think my time was 22, 22, or something like that. Um, and that's a PB and I'll take that for, especially for the um, different um, surfaces. Cause we ran on obviously a bit of gravel through North Park, um, through the RV park, and then obviously on the grass. So um, that was actually pretty fast for me. <laughs> yeah. It, do you think it's still an area that you need to work on, or do you think you've gotten good enough with that? I could. I, when we had it, remember we had it at the Games in 2000 and was it 20 when we had the laps around? It was like the 7K. I uh, so it wasn't last year, maybe the year before. Um, like 21? Yeah. Yeah, it was 21. I came to, yeah. So I did okay on that. And then when we did the ruck run, I was first in the ruck run, you know, when we had to load the weight. So I think that the ladies, I mean, whether everyone's been focusing on their running, but they were... They were super fast. They were really fast. So I haven't done much running this year. So maybe it is something I could add to my little pocket to say that's something I need to uh, to work on. Yeah. Um, so Corey Leonard, he's a he's a master's age athlete. 
he um he actually said running is dumb and then he followed it up with i also did a swim workout for the first time this past saturday and it was dumber than running <laughs> Still did it, but it was dumb um there there was no swim this year there was no water no um that, that's not new to the masters division but it was new to the overall um programming of the games were yeah. you surprised that there was no water I was quite surprised, yeah, because last year we had the pool and then the year before we had the lake, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. The pool last year and then the lake. And I did think maybe we may have the pool again because everyone loved it and, you know, how different it is that we had the ski in the pool. Um, but then I heard it was quite expensive to hire the venue because it was an amazing venue. Um so, yeah, I was a bit disappointed that there wasn't, you know, especially because we had the run and then we had Helen that had run in. It was like, oh, are we going to get something, you know, a swim or even a bike? I would have loved the bike. And you in the master's division didn't get the bike. No. And we a few of us were all going, yes, give us a bike. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why not. They, I mean, they had enough bikes there to do it, right? And yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But my my next question for you is is Helen, right? Here's a classic CrossFit benchmark workout. You guys got it as it was written um, mm -hmm. for CrossFitters. What was it like to do a classic benchmark in the middle of the CrossFit Games? It was really cool, actually, like to do a classic style. I mean, I thought they were going to change it up and give us like bar muscle ups or maybe a dumbbell snatch. Um, so I was quite all run on an assault runner rather than around in the loop. Um, so that was really cool. But I don't think I'll live that down at the moment with my coach because on the last round, my grip just went. Um, and that's how I came second. Yeah. So I've got so to work on that. What's well, it's it's a pretty good thing when your coach gets to nitpick your second place finish because you have so many firsts. <laughs> I wish I wish they let the the age groups run out of the Coliseum for that. Yeah. yeah. I think that is one of the coolest things that they do at the games. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and the crowd just gets so excited when, when everybody returns, right. It gives it that like natural inclination of uh, the roar of the crowd and all of that. And I, I wish they let the age groups experience that like they do for the regular divisions as well. But yeah, cause when, um, we watched that and like you said, the crowd, when every, when everyone come back in, it was just so loud. Yeah. And it, it's, it's one of the coolest things they did it two years ago for the clean ladder for the elites. I yeah. wish they would have done it again. Um, it, it's, but we're not going back there. So maybe we'll have something more fun at the new location. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So I wanted a, a couple other questions, just kind of overarching. And that is every win, every event finish you celebrated so much. And I wanted to ask you about that. Is it important to do that just to savor every moment you get on the floor? Yeah, because the time goes by so, so fast. Like from day one to day three, 
on day three, like all us ladies were sat there having a picture and we're like, can you believe it's day three already? It just flew by. So, and also I remember in my first year, not every time did I make it to the finish map. And I was like, I just want to make it to the finish map. Um, so yeah, it was, it's just nice to, to celebrate. And also because I had my, uh, friends and family on the finish line as well. It was just so nice to have them there. Yeah, it was, it was so fun watching you because you just let it all out whenever you finished a big, like both hands in the air, super pumped. It was really cool watching you celebrate. My, well, my youngest daughter, Imogen, though, she did say, Mom, can you not do the big star jump? <laughs> and the, someone captured the picture perfect. And I was like, oh, it's just the excitement at the time. Yeah. Yeah, you can't script the celebration. It's just got to be what you feel in the moment, right? Yeah. So my next question is, you come early to the States and you train with Sam and Emma. Mm -hmm. and, th and this is not the first year you've done that. No. What, what is that? Ex because they are notorious for being funny and picking on each other. And yeah. so what is that? What is that experience hanging out with the two of them getting ready for the CrossFit games? Oh, it's so nice. It's just such a really nice chilled vibe with both of them having some laughs and giggles um and yeah it's just something that's it's pretty special really it's a really nice sort of gathering but in a really really nice chilled environment and so i'm pulling up your instagram here and there are the two women from the uk that won their age groups and what does it mean to hold up the british flag with your friend sam you both won the CrossFit Games. You just got done training together leading up to the Games. What is that moment like? Oh, this year was pretty special, but we didn't have a flag. So we were both like, who's got the flag? <laughs> um, so that was the first year that we were both um, in the Masters and obviously we got silver. So the oh, second, I... yeah, the, the next picture on, because we did a comparison. So that year we both got silver. And then this year we both got gold, but we didn't have a flag. Oh, you had to know you had a shot to win, right? Well, I mean, I was hoping for podium, but I didn't even think about putting a flag in my bag this year. I don't know if you heard, um, Ariel Lowen, they found an American flag in the lost and found <laughs> at the venue. And that's the, what she had. She carried on the podium. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I was looking around to see if anyone like had a, had a, um, a flag and I couldn't see one. Otherwise I would have like gone running over. How long have you known Sam? Oh, gosh quite a few years because um, so obviously I've been doing CrossFit 10 years so I met her the first year but I would say most probably the last sort of seven years is when we've most probably become more friendly and um, and then obviously Emma I've known her as well for a long time because when she started CrossFit 
so you sort of just build that that friendship really you know we talk about the community in crossfit all the time and even as elite athletes you form this little group of friends that like all the athletes i talk to are almost more excited to go see their friends and hang out with them for the week than it, yeah. even the competition yeah. itself. Yeah, we're, we're, you know, we always like, like laugh and giggle and sort of say, thank goodness, you know, we're not in the same age group yet. We may overlap by one year. So, you know, in a few years time, who knows? Um, and then we keep saying, well, when I'm like 50, I think Sam then would be like in the 45. And then Emma then might be in the 35. <laughs> so we were like, oh, we could all be masters together. And like, I believe, didn't Sam coach Emma at the games? Yes. Or her coach was fast. And then Emma has like a bat, a rough weekend, right? That mm -hmm. it didn't go as planned. Are you, do you, are you there for support? Did you stay for the rest of the weekend? Uh, we, uh, did, we did stay for the weekend, but unfortunately we didn't have a Coliseum pass. Um, just because there was too many of us and obviously the cost of the passes. So we watched um, outside and stuff like that in the North Field and then obviously just dropped her a message just to make sure that, you know, she was okay and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, when you've done all that work to get there and then something like that happens. But obviously it was a sensible thing for her to do to withdraw um, just to not do any further damage. Yeah. It's, um, it's crazy because you like go doing this podcast thing. I've met so many people and, and people like Emma are so nice and you just, you're almost heartbroken when they don't get to complete the weekend. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's tough. And I just wanted to get your perspective as a friend and a training partner. And, um, and she's just an amazing, amazing woman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's such a great athlete. So, you know, for her to have to withdraw, you know, the week before leading up, she was looking super strong and everything like that. So, like you said, it just, yeah, when something like that, it just makes you, makes you sad. So, you, you're in Spain now. Is this like your celebration holiday after the games to just um, kind of relax and recoup? Yeah, it was more of a, like, just to have some family time together, really, from the games because... Erin didn't come to the games because she was weightlifting in Budapest. Um, no, she wasn't, not Budapest. She was in Bucharest in Romania. Um, and so she couldn't come out. So obviously now we're all together. Did she do well? No, she didn't have the best time. <laughs> but she was okay. And, like you know, like I said to her, we learn by these things, you know, that things happen and that's how we develop. So hopefully, yeah. Well, and you, you still hold world records, right? In the 40 to 44 year old division in weightlifting? Yes, at the moment. Um, how much do you focus on CrossFit and how much do you focus on weightlifting? So leading up to the world championships in December, because that's when I flew out to um, Orlando to weightlift there. So that was my first really big weightlifting competition since I lifted in Sweden back in, oh, I can't even think when that was, a long time ago. Um, and my coach obviously changed my program 
to adapt to more weightlifting on that. So, you know, focusing on snatching and cleans about six weeks prior to flying out. So most probably the end of October uh, last year up until when I flew. Um, but I would say my program is pretty much balanced, a bit of weightlifting and um, everything else, really. But like he said, we not necessarily, I don't need to get any stronger. I just need to try and maintain that strength. And do weightlifting age groups go the same as CrossFit, like 40 to 44, 45 to 49? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the only difference is, is when your birthday falls, it's the end of December. Okay. So it's like the 31st of December. Okay. So this year at Worlds in Orlando, were you in the 45 to 49 or the 40 to 44? Uh, last year, uh, in December, I was in the 45 to 49 because I was 45 last August. So my birthday is in six days and I'll be 46. Well, happy early birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, how did Worlds go for you this year? Uh, so the Worlds were great. I walked away with... Um, a world record in the snatch, the clean, and the total. So all of it. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. now you have. So now you have. You still have records in the forty to forty-four, and you just yeah. set records in the forty-five to forty-nine. Yeah. For all three elements. Yes. Man, you are amazing. <laughs> Oh, uh, but now I'm like, so do, do I try again and try and go a little bit heavier, like a kilo heavier? How, is, is there anybody close to the records? Um, there wasn't at the meet in December, no. But so it's you know, like the cross games, you dominated that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I know last year you suffered an ankle injury early in the season. Uh -huh. And there were, there were times where like it was in doubt if you like, you had to almost like hope and wish that the open workouts fell right, that you could get through it because the ankle was, was pretty bad at that point. Yeah. So you fought through that for the entire season and, and you culminate that year with a win at the CrossFit games. Were you healthy all this year or did you have to fight through stuff this year as well? Okay. So no one really knows this cause I didn't post anything, but three weeks um, prior to flying out to the games, I was coaching on a Monday evening. So um, I coached from like four till eight. And um, for some reason, I don't know what I did, but I hurt my back um, just on like the lower left hand side. Um, and for the rest of the evening, now I help people pack their equipment away and stuff like that. So I don't know if I just bent down and, and twisted funny. So for the rest of the evening, I was like, my back feels really tight. And I got home and I said to my husband, my back doesn't feel great. And he's like, well, what have you done? I was like, I, nothing. So I went to bed that evening. Anyway, early hours Tuesday morning to roll over. I had to pull my knees into my chest and roll. 
so that morning I got on the phone to my physio and I was like I've done something to my back and she was like well what and I said I don't know um so that was the Tuesday she saw me and she said luckily I don't think it's anything disc related it's joint but obviously it's very very tight um to the point where she sort of laid me on my side and tried to click my back and I was just so tense um and then up until the Saturday so then I then had more treatment and I literally could just sit on a C2 bike and my coach was like it's fine you'll be fine you know we've got three weeks um to the games so let's just keep you know if it's not painful for you to sit on the bike then sit on the bike but literally I couldn't sit down like this without a shooting pain up my back um and then on on the Wednesday morning I was sat on the CT bike at home and I had like tears flowing and my husband's like what's wrong get off the bike if it hurts I said it doesn't hurt but I got the CrossFit Games in three weeks time and I can't even move and thankfully for the people so I had a sports massage I had physio I saw a Cairo um and thankfully they all got me back to a position where I could get on the plane pain-free and then the first time that I started lifting was when I arrived at Sam's wow so it wasn't plain sailing (laughs) So I think like for masters athletes, getting through the season healthy is almost more important than the training itself. Yeah. 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 So I want to, I want to finish up our time here with the, the news that kind of was swirling around the CrossFit games this year. And that is that Mm -hmm. Dave Castro made a statement that in order for the games to like continue on, they need to scale it back. And the rumor is that that means age group and adaptives would be removed from the lineup at the CrossFit games and have their own events. Um, still a CrossFit championship. Uh, the, from sources I've heard uh, still run through the open and quarterfinals, just like it does now, just hosted by somebody else still called the CrossFit games championships. I want to ask you as someone especially in the UK, it has to pay a lot of money to travel to the state to compete. One, is it going to be the same experience you get going to the games? And two, does that change affect your decision to compete at the CrossFit Games? Um, I don't think it changes my decision to compete at the CrossFit Games, obviously depending on where it is. Um, I think it will change the whole the whole picture of the CrossFit Games. You know, a lot of master athletes that make it to the Games experience that whole being an athlete, being there with the teams, the individuals. You know, you're sat on a bike and, you know, you, you may have like, Annie Thoris' daughter next to you. You could have Sam Briggs next to you. You could, you know... Um, and I think a lot of athletes that have never been to the games before, that's maybe what inspires them. Um, because I know there were a couple of ladies in my category this year that were from Brazil 
and it was a big big thing for them you know to be in in a you know in a venue with all these athletes walking around that they see on the tv or on instagram every day um so i think it will change the dynamic about it um however saying that it could be a better thing for masters because it could hopefully mean that the masters community will grow even more the support could grow even more and that maybe more places will be available because 10 is really tough you know when we had 20 i thought that was better because also you had people slotting in between you you know someone might be a really good runner but then they might not be a good weightlifter or um so i think I can see it in both hands. I can see it that it will sort of affect the whole thing with regards to the CrossFit Games with everyone being together. But on the other hand, whoever decides to take it over, I'm hoping that they'll just make it bigger and better um, from that side of things. Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns right now, but a couple of things that I noted just from this year's CrossFit Games are the Coliseum was more full for age group and adaptive than they were for yeah. team. Oh, okay. Um, and, and by a pretty good size difference. Yeah. Um, and maybe that is the elites were going at the same time as teams. And that's when people took a break and like yeah. went and got stuff or, or whatever. I don't know. The other thing is there were moments where the, the live stream for the age group and adaptives, hit live viewers of 60,000 plus with an iPhone four hanging from the roof <laughs> or a thousand, a hundred yards away from the field at North park. You could see nothing on that stream. And there were 60,000 people there waiting for coverage. Yeah. That, that says a lot to me. Mm -hmm. And then most importantly, because this year the masters were separate from the elites you guys yes, went early in the week. They went late in the week. I talked to vendors who had days on Tuesday and Wednesday bigger yeah. than last year's Saturday and Sunday oh. in Vendor Village. Well, I was chatting to some of the vendors, to be fair, and they said they'd sold out of most things come Tuesday. Yeah. Like the Masters the people that were there to support the masters athletes and the and the teens and the adaptives were spending money. Yeah. That, yeah. that is for sure. They're um, the people that have the disposable income to pay the, yeah. So I, I don't, what confuses me is I don't know what metrics CrossFit is looking at to make these determinations. Nice. And, and I'm not privy to everything that they know. I don't know the cost of having the venues much longer or anything like that. But just in those, if you have 60,000 people online waiting to stream coverage that you can't even see, what would those numbers have been if you could see it? If you could see, yeah. You know, I, I don't know, but it, um, so my co-host on my Thursday night show is a 35 to 30. She was 35 to 39 this year. She finished 17th. She ages up to 40 to 44 next year. Okay. Which means, and you know, in the master's division, that gives you a bit, you, when you're the youngest, it gives you a better shot. Right. And it's been her dream to make it to the CrossFit games. 
her not it not being with everybody else yes. is a crushing blow to her. Yeah, I bet. And that's what I said from the lady that was in my group this year. You could see how much it meant to be there with all the other athletes. It was a big, big dream for her. Yeah. I hope they can make it a big thing. I think it's going to take a community event where it's not just the elite athletes. The elite athletes get the coverage. They get the stream. But maybe you have um, like an RX division or something else for other people to participate throughout that day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, to make it a big Masters community event. A bit like um, Waterpalooza. Exactly. Exactly. Have you ever participated at Waterpalooza? No, maybe January. No. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's an it is really a party. Like yeah. I know that you work hard as an athlete there, but the crowds are bigger than the games. Yeah. I've heard it's it, a really good, a really, really good um sort of venue and it's just like a big party CrossFit games type thing and like doing it at night under the lights and things like that. Yeah. I call it the CrossFit family reunion. Uh, <laughs> you see everybody, everybody's there. there. Yeah. Well, Kelly, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your holiday and your family time to jump on with us. Um, I, I know you need to probably take a dip in that pool and cool off now. <laughs> No, well, actually, it's it's a lot, lot cooler now. So we're going to go out for dinner. Awesome. Well, enjoy dinner with your family. Thank you so much for being on. And as always, congratulations. I said it the first time we met. You're on the Matt and Tia uh, trajectory. Two silvers and now three golds. Keep this thing rolling. You just need two oh, more to catch Matt. Three more to catch Tia. <laughs> I will do my best. And thank you for inviting me on again. Yeah. And with that, everybody in the chat, thank you for being here. We will catch everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.